Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever the podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameis, I'm the genius, getting you set for your week 13 matchups. That's right, finally got through week 12, we had a little Wednesday afternoon football, but now we're back on schedule, we're back on, ready for uh, Sunday games, Monday night, and we're going to have a little Tuesday as well this week with the uh, Pittsburgh game getting pushed back to Tuesday because they played on Wednesday. So lots of football coming up, and this is likely your final week of the regular season until you've hit your postseason. Hopefully you guys are ready for your postseason. Hope you guys are in the, in the right spot to make that postseason. And again, if you're not ready to go and you still need that extra help, our Mastermind Chat is still available, weekly and monthly packages available. So definitely hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. If you have any questions, see a part of being part of the uh, Mastermind Chat is something you may be interested in. Again, weekly and monthly packages available with the season looking to wind down with the postseason uh, almost here. If you're not done so already, please, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. And as we talked about, Mastermind Chat is still available, helping a lot of people make those right decisions. We want to help you do the same. So if you want to get into our Mastermind Chat, we still have weekly and monthly packages available through the end of the season to help you dominate your leagues and bring home that trophy here in a couple weeks. As we talked about today's podcast, we're going to talk about week 13. That's right. Week 13's here. The season continues to stroll along. We're having a lot more COVID, seems like we're having a lot more COVID cases recently. So definitely want to make sure you keep your eyes and your ears to the, to the uh, news. A lot of stuff's happened the last couple weeks. I'm guessing it's only the beginning of it. So I'm guessing the news is going to continue to fly. So that's why I'll keep you updated. But definitely make sure you keep your ears and eyes on the news as we get closer and closer to the end of the football season. But again, we're going to get there. Uh, the, the season is trugging along. We're going to get to the end of the season as I thought we were going to do. Um, maybe, a, maybe a few players that we were kind of hoping to be in there for the playoffs may not be there. But that's why you have depth. That's why you draft for that depth. And hopefully those injury bugs or uh, sitting out due to COVID uh, restrictions or whatever it might be, hopefully doesn't hit you hard come postseason. But last weekend was a crazy weekend of football with a lot of players out due to injury, due to the COVID restriction, whatever it might be. There's a lot of big-name players out. And I'm guessing it's going to happen as, as the weeks move along. So that's why we want to make sure we have uh, good depth. We want to make sure we're, uh, we're in right preparation, preparing for the different uh, games upcoming. That's why I have an article out on who I like for defenses, tight ends, quarterbacks, the streaming, and, and the upcoming postseasons. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing most leagues have their postseasons weeks 14 through 16. So I had an article up there on quarterbacks, uh, tight ends, and defenses to stream for those postseasons. Just in case the big-name players are down, there are some names we can pick up. Hopefully they're available. But hopefully nothing happens to your team. You're going to be ready to go and bring home those trophies. So let's dive right into today's podcast and talk about Week 13, starting with the Cleveland-Tennessee game on Sunday afternoon. That's right, there was no game on Thursday this week because of the uh, late games last week to finish out Week 12. So we're starting all the games on Sunday. So starting off with Cleveland and Tennessee. This is a very big game in terms of uh, actual NFL playoff implications. I think this is going to be a game that I think we're going to see Cleveland kind of maybe uh, sell out to stop the run with Derrick Henry. Now that we are in December, it is Derrick Henry time, which I think makes Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown big-time plays. You can even add in Corey Davis as well as a double stack in this matchup. Because like I said, I think Cleveland's going to want to kind of throw out a bunch they can do to to, to kind of stop Derrick Henry, which is going to be easier said than done. 
still think Derrick Henry is still in, in play in all formats as well, but I do like the passing game for Tennessee in large field GPPs with maybe a lot of people looking at Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb on the other side of the ball with Cleveland as well. So I don't hate the idea of going with the passing game. And again, both these defenses do kind of struggle against the pass. They're both middle of the tier um, defenses against the pass. So there is uh, there, there is possibility for success for both offenses through the air. I do think both teams are going to try to run the ball and kind of get the ground game going. But as I talked about, I think Cleveland's going to want to stop uh, Derrick Henry. And we've seen Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have success, especially once Kareem Hunt, uh, I'm sorry, once Nick Chubb came back from his injury, we've seen him kind of get thrown right in the mix and have a phenomenal return back to football. So I think Tennessee is also going to want to try to stop that ground game in Cleveland. So that makes both passing games for me an option. No Johnny Smith, so I'm going to limit my exposure to Tennessee. To A.J. Brown, love him this week, and obviously Corey Davis as well. On the other side of football, I do like Jarvis Landry. And I like Austin Hooper a little bit as well in this matchup if you're looking to attack this game in the Passing options. I have the Tennessee Titans beating the Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. I'm, I'm talking baseball here. I have the Tennessee Titans beating the Cleveland Browns on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Big news out of Houston, if you've not heard uh, where you've been. You've been under a rock if you didn't hear this news. But Will Fuller will not finish the season. He's been suspended for six games. No Will Fuller is going to be a big blow to this offense. <clears throat> Obviously a big crucial part to this offense has been Will Fuller throughout the entire season. They're going to look to Brandon Cooks even more. I love Brandon Cooks this week in all formats, especially in GPPs. I think you can also look at it in cash games. And he's obviously a play in all, in all season-long formats as well. I think he is going to be the premier number one option for Houston. With no, no Will Fuller, is more like a 1A, 1B situation with Fuller and Cooks. Now no Fuller, it is all Cooks. I do like Cootie a little bit as well in large field G. GPPs. He's going to be obviously very popular in terms of uh, waiver wire pickups this week as well. I think Cootie's going to line up as a number two option behind Cooks, but I think Cooks is in for a monster week against this Indianapolis defense, who on paper does look like a very good offense, uh, defense against the pass, but I do think that with Cooks' speed and his ability and what Deshaun Watson can do outside the pocket, I think Cooks has a pretty decent game against a very good Indianapolis Colts defense, which may uh, lower his uh, percentage in large field GVPs, which is fine by me. I don't hate the idea of going with a Watson, Cooks, and maybe even a a cootie double stack. Uh, don't know quite what's going to happen with David Johnson. Sounds like he is still going to be out this week, but if he is a- able to come back and does play, I still do like Duke Johnson. But if David Johnson cannot go, I think Duke Johnson has a tremendous floor and a very nice, uh, a, a tremendous ceiling with a very nice floor as well. They're going to want to use him in the passing game with no Will Fuller. They're going to make sure that he gets involved in the passing game. That's why I think no matter what, even with David Johnson back, if he is back this week, which I don't think he's going to be back this week, gut tells me, um, I still think Duke Johnson is going to have a play. And if there is no David Johnson, Duke Johnson is going to get all the carries he can get in this offense. I absolutely love Duke Johnson in all formats this week. And if he is, uh, if David Johnson is back, I'm likely going to limit Duke Johnson to my GPP plays, but I think he's a fine option in GPPs no matter what. I have the Houston Texans upsetting the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the New York Football Jets. Uh, sounds like Josh Jacobs will not be playing this week. Uh, actually, it just came across right now as I'm doing the podcast. He will be out this week, which can make Devontae Booker the lead back for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is a fine option in all, in, in, uh, off the waiver wire in your, in your leagues. Hoping you picked him up earlier before the news hit, because I'm guessing he's probably gone Um off your waivers now, but if he is still available, he is a fine option. He's going to be borderline RB2, kind of flex play for me in terms of RB uh, running back options this week. 
I think he's in for a nice matchup against a very bad Jets football team all the way around. Not too high on anybody on New York. Um, despite the Vegas Raiders not really having a great defense, I don't really want to target anybody on the Jets' offense in terms of any formats. Uh, you can look at Jamison Crowder. You can look at Brashard Perryman. Uh, you can look at Denzel Mims if you want to. I'm not looking at direction personally, for, in my opinion. You can look at Frank Gore. Seems like he's always uh, getting decent yards. Maybe he gets in the end zone to, uh, uh, once or twice this weekend against a, a, a Raiders defense that has struggled against the run. But for me, I'm likely not be touching anybody on the Jets and from and also on the other side of the ball the Vegas Raiders with no Josh Jacobs I will have some Booker in large field GPPs and I think he's he's, he's a play in all formats uh, now that he is going to be the starter in Las Vegas I don't think I'm going to be touching much in the passing game because I think this is going to be the Raiders should be able to kind of contend and hold the lead early and often and maybe uh, not have to be forced to throw the ball like they have been in weeks past. So I'm looking at the Vegas Raiders de- Las Vegas Raiders defense and Booker. That's about the only option I'm looking in this matchup. I have Vegas winning this game big against the Jets on Sunday. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. What has happened to Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara has struggled to get going with Taysom Hill at quarterback. It seems like Taysom Hill has broken Alvin Kamara, not getting the touches. Uh, obviously, he's not a running back that we're looking to, to get fed 25, 30 times a game out, out of the running back position. He relies a lot of, a lot, a lot of his production. He relies on the, uh, out of the backfield as a pass catcher, and he's not getting the targets from Taysom Hill. I do think that does change, hopefully, this week against the, 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 the Atlanta Falcons, which I think could be a high-scoring game on both sides of the ball. So I think we are going to kind of maybe start to see Kamara kind of get back into that role. But I thought it was going to happen last week against a very bad Denver's Denver's team. But Denver didn't really uh, – I'm sorry, New Orleans didn't really have to use him much against the Broncos in that game. I hope I'm right with this situation. I do think Kamara is a fine option in all formats. Um, I think maybe we can look in GPPs with a lot of people maybe not liking the box scores of what they've seen out of Kamara. Maybe we get him low-owned in GPPs, which is fine by me. Um, As for the other options in New Orleans, absolutely love Michael Thomas. One thing we've seen with Taysom Hill is he loves to throw the ball to Michael Thomas. It's been happening week in, week out. He's getting all the production. He's getting all the targets, a majority of the targets, by Taysom Hill. So I think Michael Thomas is in for a fine after- afternoon. Sounds like Julio Jones should be able to go. Uh, there, there's rumors about that um, in, in practice. He didn't have any, uh, didn't feel much in his hamstring, kind of uh, ha- having an effect in the practice. So it sounds like he might be back on the field this week. And if that is the case, he absolutely loves to play the New Orleans Saints, has some pretty big games throughout his career against this Saints defense. So if Julio Jones is out there, he's obviously going to start for you as well. Calvin Ridley is another fine option. I like the passing game for both teams. Like like I said, I do think this game is going to be a high-scoring affair by both parties. I have the Atlanta Falcons keeping it close uh, with with the New Orleans Saints, but I do think New Orleans is going to end up winning the game in a very tight, close, maybe last-second kind of touchdown by New Orleans wins the game. I have New Orleans over Atlanta on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Chicago Bears. Um, just before I started doing the podcast, I heard that Allen Robinson left practice a little early today on Friday with a knee injury. Doesn't sound like it's going to be super serious. Coach didn't think it was going to be a big deal uh, moving forward, so, but it's definitely something we want to definitely keep an eye on. I was very high on Robinson this week against a very bad Detroit defense, and I think we might see Matthew, uh, I'm sorry, Mitchell Trubisky become maybe that quarterback one option, uh, a top 12 quarterback this week against a very bad Detroit off uh, defense, so I did like this idea of going Mitchell Trubisky and Alvin 
Allen Robinson in a, in a stack in all formats. I do think that both parties are startable in, in all formats as well. I do think we can look at uh, Mitchell Drabisky not only in double tight end, double double quarterback and super flex leagues. I think he's also a player we can look at um, at on, in the waiver wire if you're desperate at quarterback position. I don't hate the idea of Mitchell Trubisky, but again, when, once we start a player like Trubisky, we know the safety truly isn't there no matter what the matchup is. But I think he does have success against Detroit, and I think it's worth the gamble if you do need to. Uh, 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 throw him in there if you are desperate at the quarterback position. Maybe you lost a Brady and you don't have a backup. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a fine option. Yes, his floor can be zero, but I think he does have a fine game against the Detroit defense. <clears throat> As for the Detroit side of things, I do want to uh, play uh, DeAndre Swift. Looking forward to him coming back. Uh, cleared the concussion pro- protocol, but now he's dealing with an illness. I so don't really know what's going to happen come Sunday morning. It's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on because I have a lot of shares of Swift in all four, in all my leagues this year. Uh, I do think he does play, but the illness does kind of scare me a little bit, especially coming off of the concussion. Is maybe that the illness uh, is it COVID related? I don't think it is. Is it related to his concussion that that he's getting over with as well? Don't really know what's kind of going on uh, right now immediately with this uh, illness that he's suffering from. But I do think if he is out there, he is a player we can start in all formats. But there is a little bit of scariness out there with Swift with this illness coming off the concussion. So he's not a lock for me. If there are other options that you have that you can start over Swift. I would look into those as well, but I also think he's a fine option in all formats, especially GPPs, especially if he carries that Q label going into Sunday morning. Maybe a lot of people set their lineups and don't play, and once we find out, if, if we do find out that he is good to go on Sunday morning, Swift could have a fine game against the Bears defense out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Uh, David Montgomery going up against the worst defense against the run. Uh, I think he's been playing as well. He's more of a cash game play for me in, in, in terms of, uh, of of DFS than he is a, a, a GVP play. I think his ceiling is kind of limited, but I think the floor is, is there against a very bad Detroit defense against the run. Uh, we talked about the pass catchers for, for uh, in terms of Allen Robinson. Um, Kenny Galladay is not going to be not going to be out there this week. Marvin Jones should be a fine option against the Bears defense. But again, the Bears defense does have uh, does cover uh, covered receivers very well. So I don't like the idea of going Marvin Jones. If, if I'm going the passing game, I'm looking at T.J. Hawkinson for Detroit. But for me, I think it's all about the Bears. That's the way I'm going to be going. And maybe DeAndre Swift if Swift has no limitations going into Sunday morning. I the option I'm looking at this game and definitely want to make sure we keep an eye on Allen Robinson. Make sure he's good to go. If he is out there, he's going to be one of the top options at wide receiver position, in my opinion, against a very bad Detroit defense. I have the Chicago Bears and Mitchell Trubisky beating the Detroit Lions. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota sounds like they're going to have Adam Thielen back, which makes Thielen a phenomenal GPP play. I think a lot of people are going to flock to Justin Jefferson for good reason. Um, He may be the rookie of the year. Um, he's definitely in, 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 the, in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Jefferson had a phenomenal rookie season for this Vikings team. Uh, stepping in for Stefan Diggs, the reason why they let Stefan Diggs go is because of Jefferson. He's shown that he is the answer moving forward. Uh, absolutely love his potential in Dynasty Leagues. And, and, and this year, ha- having a great breakout rookie season. So a lot of people are going to go to Jefferson for good reason. I'm going to Swift and go to uh, Adam Thielen and GPPs. But I think Jefferson's a fine option in both formats, ca- cash games and GPPs. But for for me, it's Adam Thielen, my preference over Jefferson, because I think a lot of more people are going to go Jefferson because he's cheaper and he's coming off a big game, and Thielen's coming off of the uh, the, the the COVID list as well. So a lot of things going to, uh, maybe going against Adam Thielen that a lot of people will be pushing towards Jefferson, and they still have Dalvin Cook, who I think Dalvin Cook is also going to be a very popular play against a very bad defense in Jacksonville. A couple. Uh, 
mediocre games in terms of Dalvin Cook's production. I think he's going to bounce back very nicely against Jacksonville. And absolutely love James Robinson. I think he's in play in cash games and GPPs. Uh, I was very wrong on James Robinson coming into the season. I didn't know if he was going to be able to kind of handle this workload once we found out he was going to get the job. He was one player that I really wasn't targeting. That's my mistake. I wish I would have. Um, uh, it was a big-time swing and miss in terms of James Robinson for me. He's been a phenomenal play all year for this Jags uh, offense. One of the very few bright spots for this team in a very bad 2020 season for this team. But James Robinson has been a player that has been very good in terms of all formats. I think Robinson is one of the better running back options this week for salary being taken in place. I have the Minnesota Vikings over the Jacksonville Jags on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. Still really don't know how I'm going to play them, Cincinnati Bengals. Likely not going to have too many shares of them, especially against a very, very good Miami defense. I don't like the idea of going with Cincinnati uh, being led by their uh, by a quarterback not named Joe Burrow. Again, Joe Burrow out for the year with the knee injury, uh, multiple injuries to the knee. So I don't, I'm, I'm not sold on, on going with the Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen, or what, whoever the quarterback is going to be for Cincinnati. I'm not too sold on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, passing game. Not too sold on Giovanni Bernard as well. Uh, this, this Miami defense has, very, has held some really good players down, and I think it's going to happen this week as well. I have the Dolphins winning this game handily. Uh, it be very interesting on what they do with Miles Gaskin. I hope he's back. If he is back, he's a player I want to have. Uh, I, I do have a lot of interest in. I want to see what's going to happen with Ahmed, though. I also want to see what's going to happen with... Um, uh, we've seen uh, what what uh, Washington has done there in Miami as well. But it sounds like he's doubtful, not looking to play. It sounds like Ahmed's not looking to play. Haven't really heard too much on Gaskin. He's looked like he might be back this week, but uh, we won't probably know that news until Sunday morning. So it's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on because I do have a lot of interest in Gaskin, depending on the situation. If he's not, if, if he's good to go with no limitations, and maybe some of the other running backs are out, I don't hate the idea of going with Gaskin in all formats as well. As for wide receivers, Devontae Parker um, looks on paper to have a nice matchup, but I do fear the run, the, the cornerback cor- the there that they do kind of shadow over there. He's held some pretty big-name players down in terms of production this, this year. So I think on paper it looks like Parker's going to have a big game, but I think he could struggle this week against the Cincinnati defense. Um, they do have a really good young corner there in Cincinnati. So it's definitely something to keep your eye, keep your eye on. Um, Outside of that, I think it's Miami's defense. It's if Gaskins plays, and maybe you can play a little bit of Parker, but limit your expectation. I think Parker could have a, a down game despite the, the on-paper solid matchup for the Cincinnati Bengals. I have Miami winning the game handily as I fumble over my words to close out the Miami-Cincinnati game. Next up, we have the New York football Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. No Daniel Jones, sounds like, so the, the matchup's going to be going to Colt McCoy. Uh, he gets a very bad secondary in Seattle. Um, kind of makes you wonder about Carson Wentz last week going against Seattle. Really didn't look that great as Carson Wentz lost it. That's Philadelphia. We're talking about Seattle Giants, but just kind of uh, losing track a little bit, talking about Carson Wentz. Seattle's secondary is not very good, and when, when Wentz doesn't have a great game, you got to wonder what is going on there in Philadelphia. That, but we'll move. Uh, we'll talk about that game. That game a little later uh, when we get to Philadelphia Green Bay. But right now it's Giants Seattle. I do think we can look at Colt McCoy as a possible option. A very cheap on all formats in terms of DFS. I think he he can be looked at in cash games. I think we look at him at GPPs. Don't know if I'm going to trust him in, in terms of season long. I think there's other options out there that you can look at. Colt McCoy in terms of season long. Um, if, if we are looking at the uh, pass catchers, I prefer Shepard over Darius Slayton, but I think both players are obviously in play against a very bad Seattle secondary. 
I'm not too sold on the ground game in New York. I think it's going to be much more of the passing game. Uh, we, we're going to see Seattle put up points against the Giants. If the Giants are going to stay in this game, they're going to have to do it with the passing game. So I do like Colt McCoy and some of his pass catchers in terms of GPPs, but I'm likely not going to touch the ground game for the Giants. Uh, flipping over to Seattle, DK Metcalf, he's obviously in play in every week. Tyler Lockett's in play every week. Russell Wilson's in play every week. Uh, Chris Carson looked like he's back last week. Um, he obviously has a fine matchup against a very bad Giants rush defense, so I do like uh, Carson as well. And I think we're going to see the Seattle team maybe get the ground game going a little more as we move into the postseason of the NFL season. They're going to want to see the ground game with Chris Carson get going to kind of take some of that pressure off of the defense, take some of that pressure off of Russell Wilson as we head into, uh, through December into January. So I think we're going to see the ground game with Chris Carson kind of take away some of the upside that we see out of Seattle in the passing game. But obviously, uh, all parties on Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Carson, uh, Chris Carson, they're all in play in all formats. I prefer in GPPs Chris Carson because a lot of people are going to be going with the passing game for Seattle. Um, but I think all options are available in all formats, including GPPs. I think they're all fine options um, this week. I have Seattle beating the Giants on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams coming off uh, down weeks last week. Uh, I do like the Arizona side of things a little more than the, than the, the, the Rams side of things. But I think both parties, uh, both offenses could get going in, in this game that maybe on paper looks like a defensive game, but I think that both offenses are going to have a, a phenomenal, phenomenal after, afternoon. I think we're going to see a bounce-back spot for Jared Goff and company against an Arizona defense. I think we're going to see the same thing with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, really down game for Kyler Murray last week. I think he bounces back nicely despite the Rams having a very good defense. I think we're going to see Kyler Murray have a decent game. It's going to be a nice matchup with DeAndre Hopkins versus um, – uh, Jalen Ramsey over there on the Rams. That's, good. That, 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 that's a matchup I want to watch in person. I don't know if I'm going to be trusting uh, Hopkins to get the job done in terms of uh, a GPP. I think the, the upside is limited. Obviously, he can get there. He's one of the best, if not, uh, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. I, I still have Adams ahead of him. I still have DK Metcalf ahead of him. But I, he's obviously one of the better wide receivers in, in the game. So he can go off at any time. But I think the upside is limited against Jalen Ramsey this week. I do like Christian Kirk a little bit. Uh, going away from Hopkins, maybe you look at Kirk. Maybe you look at Isabella. Um, that's the way I'm looking at Arizona. I, I do like Chase Edmonds out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Um, I, I'm still higher on Edmonds over Drake. But I think both players are available, uh, are, are usable in all formats on Sunday. As for the Rams, I think it's Robert Woods for me over Cooper Cup. It seems like every other week it changes between the two. I do think this is a matchup that fits Woods a little more than it, than it does Cup. And I think that I we're starting to see Cam Akers get more and more involved. And I think it's going to happen as we get closer and closer throughout the end of the season. We're going to see him get more and more involved. So I start. I think we're starting to see Cam Akers kind of take hold a little bit more of this offense, kind of learning more of this offense, getting more looks. I still don't think he's a he's a, a play in all formats just yet. Uh, single game slates, yes, but I think when we're talking about an entire slate of games, I'm not, not going to be looking at the uh, running backs in Los Angeles, in my opinion. I have Arizona over the Rams on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers going back to the game against Seattle. Well, it's looked like a game that uh, really Carson Wentz should be able to kind of have a great game against Seattle. was not the case. At the end of the day, he did get there in stats-wise. A lot of that came in garbage time late in the game. Uh, Dallas Goddard, fine game. First half of the game, really no, nothing got done, got going um, for the entire Philadelphia offense. The entire offense was down the entire first half. And, and again, that second half, a lot of it was, was kind of garbage time, so take it how you will. But Dallas Goddard had a fine game. I think he's, not, he's in for a, a nice option against Green Bay as well. 
Uh, Green Bay does cover tight ends fairly decent. They're one of the better teams. I think they're top 10 against tight ends this year. But I think Dallas Goddard is one of the better tight ends moving forward. Uh, love his upside on any, any given week. Sounds like we might get Zach Ertz back as well. So I'll take some attention away from Goddard. But I still think both tight ends can get a lot of looks if they're both out there on Sunday afternoon. I think the last, uh, the first couple times they played, uh, they haven't played very much together in terms of getting whole games in there. But I think they got seven plus targets. They played a lot of snaps together. So I think that we, doesn't matter if there's uh, if they're both active. I think if we know Philadelphia loves to use the tight end position. Carson Wentz loves to use the tight end position. I have Goddard as one of the better plays this week against the Green Bay defense. Um, Green Bay does struggle against the run. Um, one of the worst teams against the running backs running back position. I don't know why they don't get the ball to Miles Sanders more than they should. I think they should give him plenty of carries this week, especially against a very bad Green Bay defense. So I do love Miles Sanders, as always. It's a broken record. Everybody knows I love Miles Sanders as a, as a play. I think he's one of the better plays every given week. Doesn't always happen, but I'm still going to be backing Miles Sanders. I think he's in for a fine, uh, fine day on Sunday against Green Bay. Flipping over to the Green Bay side of things. For some reason, I think we may see Aaron Rodgers and company low-owned, which I think is a mistake. I think Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams are obviously one of the better stacks in football. Maybe add in Alan Lazard as well to add a double stack. Yes, it's going to be a lot of money putting those three players in your lineup, but I think they're well worth it in this matchup. I think we're going to see a high-scoring game between Philly and Green Bay, if Philly can hold their end of the bargain in this matchup, of course, which is not always the case. But it seems like they're one of the few teams that always seem to get at least a couple touchdowns. Yes, a lot of it may come in garbage time. Time, but I do think we're going to see Green Bay and Philadelphia put up some points. I have Green Bay winning the game at home. Absolutely love Rodgers to Devontae Adams stack, and I don't hate the idea of Aaron Jones. Seems like he's always under-owned in GPPs, and we know he always has double touchdown upside in all uh, Every time he steps on the field, he has double touchdown upside with 100-plus yards. And he's, a, he's, a, um, he's using the passing game, using the ground game. Don't really know why Aaron Jones is lower owned than maybe he should. A lot of it has to do with maybe 50-50 timeshare there in, with Jamal Williams. But I do like all parties for Green Bay. But I, I prefer Rodgers to uh, Adams as a GVP, and I like throwing in Lazard as well. Maybe running it back with Miles Sanders from Philadelphia or Goddard from Philadelphia if you're doing a game stack. I have Green Bay over Philadelphia on Sunday. Uh, next up, New England and the Los Angeles Chargers. New England is not the team we've seen in the years past, so I think we can look at, obviously, Herbert. We'll look at Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. They're all in play in all formats. I think I prefer Austin Eckler um, over the passing game because we saw last week they're not going to be easing him into the lineup. He's going to get a bunch of carriers on the ground. He's going to get a, a lot of looks in the passing game. Absolutely love Austin Eckler this week and moving forward. New England is one of the, I think it's the middle of the tier running uh, teams against the running backs, and we know Eckler is not just a running back. He is a pass catcher as well. Absolutely love Eckler against this uh, New England defense. As for the New England side of things, don't really know how much I'm going to have against the, the, the uh for New England, I just don't know where the numbers are be coming from. Cam Newton has not looked great recently. Uh, we've seen big games from Jacoby Breyers. We've seen decent games from Damian Beard. Next game, they have bad games. We don't really know where, the, where those numbers are going to come from. Um, last week, it was a James uh, James White week. Is it going to be a James White week this week? Is it going to be a Damian Harris week? Seems like New England is always uh, messing with us uh, with the play call production of what they do on offense. I'm going to be going to Chargers. That's about the only thing I'm going to be doing this, in this team, and I don't hate the idea of going to Chargers defense as well. Maybe they get some sacks, some turnovers against a pretty bad New England defense, offense. This team is not a team that we're used to seeing. Obviously, that's because there is no Tom Brady. It's a different New England team. Cam Newton is no Tom Brady. Um, 
but he does have upside. So if you do like him in GPPs, I don't hate the idea. And if I'm looking to pair maybe Cam Newton, even, even though I don't like the New England offense this year or this week much, but if you are looking to, the, to pair Cam Newton because he does carry upside, I would prefer Damian Bird over uh, – uh, Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Myers, just because Bird is a little cheaper on DFS in, over there on DraftKings. Stumbling over my words a lot today, so I apologize for that. I have the Chargers over the New England Patriots on Sunday afternoon. Sunday night, we have the Denver Broncos taking on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Don't really think there's much to talk about this game. Denver is a mess on both sides of the ball. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, McCole Hardman, C.H., Le'Veon Bell, Sammy Watkins. They're all in play. Uh, anybody and all players are, 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 are in play, especially in that single-game slate. The Chiefs are going to be very popular. If you're looking at the Broncos side of things, if Locke's out there, I don't hate the idea maybe going Locke. Um, it sounds like he should be out there uh, after last week's uh, no quarterback play for the Broncos. But for me, I think it's Travis Kelsey over Tyree Kill in terms of those uh, stud uh, number one options for Patrick Mahomes. Last week it was Tyree Kill. I think he had over 200 yards in the first quarter alone. This week I think it's much more of a Travis Kelsey game. We know Denver does struggle against the tight end position over the last few years. Jerry Judy, I think, is obviously in play. I prefer Melvin Gordon over Phillip Lindsay. <clears throat> But I'm likely not going to be going running back for the Broncos. I do like to see uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alar quite a bit against this Broncos defense. I have the Chiefs up big over the Broncos on Sunday evening. Uh, we'll do a lot more on the Monday and Tuesday uh, games on Monday and Tuesday night. But uh, talking a little bit about them, uh, first game up on a doubleheader on Monday is the Washington uh, football team taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, um, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson are obviously in play, despite the, the Steelers having one of the better defenses in football. We know all the production does go through Gibson and McLaurin, so I think they're in play in all formats. Um, as for Pittsburgh side of things, for me, it's Deontay Johnson over Chase uh, Claypool over Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think all players are available and and obviously in play against a very mediocre defense in Washington. Big Ben is questionable, but, I'm, but I expect to see him out there as well. And I don't hate the idea of maybe going back to Benny Snell this week after a down game last week um, against Baltimore in that crazy postponement after postponement, after postponement for the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. I think we get Benny Snell back, um, maybe, maybe what we expected last week, uh, Benny Snell this week against the Washington football team. I have the Steelers over Washington on, on Monday afternoon. The Monday evening game, second part of the doubleheader, is the Buffalo Bills and San Francisco 49ers. I have the Bills over the 49ers. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs are obviously in play. I like Zach uh, Zach Moss quite a, a little bit for, for Buffalo. <clears throat> Debo Samuel is in play for 49ers. I think both defenses are in play, uh, but I have the Bills over the 49ers on sun, uh, Monday evening. And Tuesday night, Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens. Don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be playing, so this is why we'll, we'll talk much more about this game on Tuesday. But, I, uh, but there is rumors that he may be able to play in this matchup because it has been pushed back to Tuesday, which is kind of crazy because if the game was originally, I think it was originally played on Thursday, there's no way he would be able to play in that game if it was Thursday. But now they got pushed back to Tuesday, uh, there's a possibility he can play in that matchup. Um, I don't see it's close. I think Ravens do come out no matter what and uh, kind of handle Dallas Cowboys. I think the Ravens are a better team on defense. Uh, even with without Lamar Jackson, I think this team showed me last week against Pittsburgh that they have the talent to get the job done. Marquise Brown did get the uh, did have a late touchdown, but he did get in the end zone, which I thought he was going to do on uh, Wednesday afternoon. 
I do think uh, there are some plays on Dallas we can look at as well. Amari Cooper, uh, Zeke Elliott, Andy Dalton, they're, uh, they're in play as well. But I do think Baltimore does get the job done on m- Tuesday evening. I have the Baltimore Ravens beating the Dallas Cowboys on Tuesday evening. That'll do it for today's podcast. I apologize for kind of mixing over the words a little bit. Today's podcast was kind of a little jumbled, uh, flipping over my words quite a bit today. I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Good luck in your week 13 matchups. And again, if you have not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. Mastermind chat still available in weekly and monthly packages available for the month of December. Always available up until kickoff, and your questions will be answered within 24 hours, most likely an hour or two within um, – within our Mastermind Chat group texts. If you have any questions, let us know on Twitter or Instagram. See if the Mastermind Chat is something you're interested in. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Let's get these games going so we can get in postseason next week and bring home those trophies in a few weeks. Have a great weekend. Good luck, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.